0: Welcome back to Brisky Business. And this segment of the program is Brisk Bulls and Bears. Uh, and we've been talking uh, a lot about the sales process because that seems to be what's on everyone's mind right now. Uh, and I'm gonna use uh, this segment uh, to help exemplify some of uh, things we can do right in the selling process. Uh, but before I do, since this is Bulls and Bears, you know what's interesting after this many programs now, the variety of folks we have, Many people have said in the public markets, invest in a 401k, which I wholeheartedly believe on. IRAs, you know, tax benefit, these types of things. And I think that's all well and good. But most people are really interested once they start to get those pieces of their investment strategy in place and are starting to max out their 401k, they start to look at individual stocks and they start to ask about how to invest in these individual stocks and what should I do and what kind of advice can we give here. And for me, it's just live your life, pay attention, and when you have an unbelievable experience with a company, see if they're public. And if you're having an unbelievable experience with a company, there's a good chance that others are. And that could drive that stock to great heights because there's a lot of bad companies out there. Uh, so, you know, we're going to use this segment and talk about a story that that um, I want to tell you about a friend uh, of my uh, of my wife's. And she was in a conversation with this person and um, she had just bought um, some product uh, for her pet. In fact, her, uh, her pet's name was Bo, and Bo was uh, their beloved dog. And in that conversation, our friend Nikki was talking about Bo succumbing to cancer. And she talked about some well-known uh, company, online pet products that she was just got ready to purchase to help Bo overcome his symptoms. And unfortunately, their dog, Bo died before the products were received by Nikki. And when Nikki called my wife, my my wife's a pet person, Nikki's a pet, we're all, all, we love our, our animals. And she explained what happened. It was a really interesting story. And she explained that she got this product and all of a sudden she needed a, she wanted a refund because her dog wasn't there anymore and she called the company's customer service department and she told the rep what happened and how it happened and uh the lady on the phone the customer service person was so sympathetic and said that she was so sorry to hear about bo's passing um, she told her to she was issuing an absolute full refund but to keep the products Uh, If you wanted to give it away to an animal shelter or keep it for maybe someday you may want another pet or maybe you know a friend that has a pet, go ahead and do that. Um, And please donate them if you'd like, Uh, maybe in the name of Bo. This is a customer service person at a company showing so much empathy and, and being so sympathetic. The next day, believe it or not, a floral arrangement arrived at the home. With a sympathy card about the loss of nikki's dog Bo, can you imagine nikki never purchased a single product in fact she was given product for free and never made a payment can you imagine the impact that's have but think about it think about that investment that this company made the time they put into it but more importantly think how many times nikki told that story like she did to my wife and when I got home my wife told the story to me and I was so touched by it I looked up this company and said wow this company Chewy.com is a public company. If they treat their com- their customers like that, maybe this is a good company to invest in. And not only that, maybe this is where I wanna shift my buying habits to because these people do it the right way. And that's exactly what we did. You know, it's probably no coincidence that Chewy.com, whose stock symbol is C-H-W-Y, is up over 200% since I heard that story. Wow, what a retention team they have and what a reputation they're building. Stuff like that translates into sales. Likewise, negative experiences translates also into negative sales or no sales or no investment. And so be the best you can be and don't forget that your customer service department Is an extension of your sales department if you are not training up your customer service team you're gonna have great you can have great salespeople only to be lost at the customer service side of the business Alex Tice who I had on this program talked about the importance of retention retention is born in your customer service department absolutely no question about it so you best invest heavily in your customer service department because they are the key to continued and ongoing sales. They're the keys to those referrals that we've been talking about. So you want to make sure that you are driving that home uh, with your customer service teams and make sure they know that they're part of the sales team, that they're part of that sales team. Now, When you start thinking about this sales process and what Chewy did and being part of the sales team, do you always have all the right tools? That will be interesting. You better arm your customer service teams with the right tools. Many companies, I talked about this uh, on a prior segment, on prior shows, uh, have what we call the sales prevention team inside their company those people in the company that somehow are driving off customers those customer service people with bad attitudes that are driving off customers why are you working so hard on your uh, sales efforts and meanwhile you've got people in your company that are part of the sales prevention team driving your customers away you've spent all this money Keeping in mind 20 phone calls to just get an opportunity to meet with a buyer, you get them in the door and then the sales prevention team shows up and drives them out of your business. Weed out the sales preventers in your company and and reward those that are keeping and retaining your hard-earned customers out there in the marketplace. Absolutely critical that you do this. Uh, I would dedicate uh, all types of training to getting more and more of your staff to be salespeople. This is something that we're working into our business. We are cross-training everywhere. Uh, You should be cross-training not only in sales, not only in customer service, but in other segments of the business. Just today, in our QA area of the business, because we have open conversation about what's going on, our QA manager came up with a referral uh, in our pets CBD business that we're launching because he knew a, a uh, he had a relationship with someone who owned multiple veterinarian clinics, and that's also already been passed on to the sales team. That is, the opposite of sales prevention, right? That is sales creation at every level. We've also had folks in our accounting department make referrals. You have to get everyone sales-minded. And it's really interesting. When you get the whole company sales-minded and giving referrals to your salespeople and getting your customer service team working on sales, guess what happens? You get cooperation the other way to the operation end of the business. You'll get your salespeople, who aren't always great at giving you paperwork, you'll get them being more cooperative because they're appreciative that you're working or other departments are working just as hard at retaining those customers develop a sales mindset throughout your company develop a sales retention business throughout your company and start cross training them in our business we even have accountants that are out on our production floor making product for customers so they understand how difficult it is and the pride that goes into it. Start that cross-training, but make sure your whole organization is sales-minded. You go ahead and do this, you're going to see an uplift in sales. And don't be afraid to provide those incentives. Provide a little bit of recognition for those that are passing on good customers. And you know what? If you do that and they feel a part of the process, they'll also start bringing talented people to your organization, recruiting the right people, come from happy people in your company people that are rewarded and they feel like they make a difference inside your company so let's make this happen for your business let's be sales minded let's be customer retention minded let's turn our customer service department into sellers and let's go ahead and weed out the sales prevention teams in your company in your business and you watch your business flourish so let's talk about Uh, A program that I encourage you to go back to the uh, NTV USA app and take a look at we did a program on culture and in that program we talked about mentoring people in your company and so since this segment is on mentorship I want to make sure you go back I'm going to encourage you to go back and look at how to create a good culture and some of that activity that you can do so you might if you find this intriguing go back and take a look at that and I think it will help you Uh, and what I'm talking about specifically is mentoring new hires. Um, That is such an important process. It's interesting. We'll spend all this money to recruiting agencies. We'll work so hard to bring a new and talented person into our company. And then on the day one, the day they're so excited, the day that they have the most apprehension about coming to the job, what to expect, you know, they could be a little bit nervous. What are we going to do on that first day to lock them in right on the very first day? And that's why I mentioned that culture document that uh, we spent an entire episode on. So go back and check that because by looking at that document on what culture we have in the business we want to make sure that that new hire very very quickly understands the culture of the business gets introduced to everyone it amazes me uh, companies uh, that don't have a healthy culture there'll be people that work in the company for a month and nobody even knows who they are and it drives me insane that people in the company don't even go introduce them what I like to do on a first day for a a new hire is to walk them around myself or make sure the supervisor who brought them in walks them through introduces them invites them to a first day lunch really gets them acclimated into the culture of the business, starts to build those relationships, and then starts to go over the culture document. What we want to do on day one is provide a path to greatness for that person, that that person can be great and have a great career here. And that starts day one. You know they say a thousand mile journey, it's a Chinese proverb I believe, starts with its very first step. The very first step for your new employees, is day one. You got to make that great first impression. You know, that cliche is real. You do not get a second chance to make a first impression. So you make sure you make that first impression on day one. I have a phrase I like to use, fresh eyes are the best eyes. Encourage those new people that are coming in to ask those questions. Now, ask them intelligently. Don't be belligerent. Make sure they understand the whole process in a company, but if there's some contribution that they can make on day one because their eyes see something that they have a question about, how cool would it be on your first day of work to go home and feel awesome that you already made a contribution to the business and people talked about it? You know, we don't always have all the resources to do all these things it's uh, it's funny in the sales process or in a process like this many people will say i don't have time for that or i don't have the resources to add that training but i like to say uh, whether it's the sale process or the huddling process if your resource thing that what you got to do is you've got to sometimes uh it's a, it's a funny phrase, but sometimes you got to fake it till you make it. If you don't have all the resources that are necessary, it doesn't mean you still can't deliver great service. It doesn't mean you can't deliver a great experience just because you don't have the bells and whistles. It reminds me of a story I love to tell uh, about my dad, actually, who worked for the same company for like 58 years. And I was visiting him. I was a young man then coming back from uh, a, a business trip. I already started work. And and uh, dad's company that he worked for was resource thin. They, they still hadn't migrated to computers when everyone else did. And I was sitting in his office, the same office he always had one day, and one of his customers called. And it didn't matter that his son was standing in front of him. He knew the importance of those customers and he knew I did. So I was not going to be upset. I would have been more upset if he didn't pick up the phone. So he picked up the phone and it was one of his best customers and he had him on speaker phone. And the customer said, said hey and I'll keep in mind my dad's been doing business with these people for decades and the person brought up a job And the job he said he goes hey Dan my dad's name is Dan he goes hey listen Dan he goes I need those uh, light fixtures using electrical supply business and ballasts and I need those uh, those items that were on that job that we did in such and such an area and I know you have all that information on your computer is when i heard that it was on the computer that i was like "Hmm." there was no computer in my dad's office okay but there was a calculator so my dad started punching the numbers on the calculator saying listen i'm pulling up the information on the computer but meanwhile with his other hand he was opening up a file drawer and he's looking in the file drawer and he's typing, goes, yo, the computer's slow a day, and he's pumping away on the on the calculator, just punching fake numbers in. And he pulls out a file, opens up the file, and starts to recite all of the information to his customer. And his customer says, Dan, I am so impressed. It's amazing that computer system you have, how you have such access to that information. My dad had the old school system. He knew his customers wanted to deal with companies that you know, were technology rich. So my dad was technology rich. He knew how to make a calculator turn into a file system and call it a computer. Fake it till you make it. But let me tell you something, he was spot on. It wasn't fake it with lack of integrity. He just maybe told one of those little white lies because he had the information at his fingerprints uh, tips quicker than he could have got it out of a computer. And he was able to exude confidence into his customer and his customer was so impressed with the technology that he had well in hand, no pun intended, intended, to make stuff happen. I love that story. So many people look for excuses. Don't look for the excuses. Look for the path forward. Look for a way to impress your customers. Look for a way to give extraordinary service, uh, even if you have to use maybe a few tricks of the trade no reason to find excuses, find reasons, no reason to see the wall, find the door or find a window. And that's what my suggestion is for you. As you know, I love to end this segment on um, on gap moments. You know, gap moments to me is that that moment you find every day. More and more people are under so much pressure and so much stress that is one of the things i keep hearing people are so stressed out they're so concerned they're working double time they're not employed they're trying to find work and they are finding themselves deeper and deeper into the doldrums listen i'm not suggesting that you go and pull money that you might not even have available to go on a vacation you know by now gap moments are not about that Gap moments are about finding something joyful, something to pick yourself up every single day. Most people know for me those are sunsets at the end of the day and a cup of coffee with my wife every morning. That is a moment of joy that I have, and I rarely drive by something beautiful. I'll take the five minutes to find it. I'm encouraging you to do the same. I'm seeing a lot of depressed people out there. I'm seeing a lot of people struggling with finding even a time to smile. I'm finding less and less people finding time to Zoom their friends. You do not want to be looking for a job or an opportunity, or you do not want to be in the selling process with an attitude that's defeated or I'm down, or my body language is dejected, or I'm slumped over in my posture. You're gonna to have to find those things and they're all around you. Open up your eyes. Open up your eyes and see them. See them clearly. Realize that even in tough times, the sun does shine. Even in tough times, flowers do bloom. Even in tough times, you'll find a baby laughing. Even in tough times, you can seek a friend's embrace. Don't allow the pandemic to bring you down and defeat you you can be realist it's tough it is tough but you can find those times you can find your happiness and by doing that you're going to be giving better presentations about yourself you'll be a better husband you'll be a better brother a better sister a better friend a better employee and a better prospect when someone's looking to hire you and i'm going to conclude brisky business right here put a smile on your face, and go out and make something happen in your life. I'm Dave Brisky, this is Brisky Business.